but then there's basketball. There's uh, the preseason going on right now. Um, teams are gearing up. Uh, the Lakers played the other night. I put on the show. I put the NBA on notice. Uh, Sixers played last night, and Ben Simmons hit a three in a preseason game, which brought the crowd to their feet. Uh, there's a lot of um, thoughts of who's going to come out of each different conference and rookies and players. Excitement and about Zion, of course. Excitement about Zion, who had a running dunk in his first preseason game that brought the crowd off their feet as well. His first poster. First poster. First of many. First of many. And he had multiple in that game. <laughs> I presume. <laughs> Uh, coming up, uh, where will the Warriors fall to without KD and Clay for most of the season? Well, KD no more and Clay for most of the season. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on the upcoming NBA season? What are your, your what, what are your thoughts? What are your who do you think is going to win? Come out of each conference. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm probably looking forward to how the battle of LA is going to go. That's to me, that's the biggest storyline out of all this. And it'll be interesting to see how good the ex-Lakers play now that they're on New Orleans. Because as we saw with D'Angelo Russell, the newest Flash brother, he was able to spread his wings and fly after leaving that situation. And we already see Zoe, his, show looked, his shot looks 10 times better. He looked as confident as he did back in high school, or and especially UCLA, doing, you know, pullback fadeaway threes like where was all this at Luka is asking for you to do that in, in the lake in the Lakers purple and go where was all this at true my Lakers fans I'm a little upset about that he shot 41% at UCLA I don't know what happened with the Lakers and, and what about you John well I'm just only going to go simple as this um, until KD gets more healthy mm. I'm definitely going to go for the Clippers because I know Kobe personally invited Kawhi. Oh, so that's how it happened. I saw the picture. I was like, how did this happen? Right. And I don't really know all the semantics behind it, but I just know like with, with Kobe's new gym, um, he personally invited him over to train him because he understood that he wants to work hard. He wants to play. He wants to really fine-tune his game. And Kobe doesn't play when it comes to people he personally invites, just off of his track record. He only works with people that he knows that wants to play. Like, it's like a real deal for him. Like, if you don't want to play, he doesn't want nothing to do with you, And which he said countless times. You see so many examples of what he's done in the past. And I think that's like a big testament because, you know, since Kobe is a, a diehard Laker, and then you see... The comparisons of like, why didn't he? Why didn't he go towards the Lakers? And why didn't he like train LeBron? But then when you see what LeBron took time off to do his own thing and work on his other businesses, and also work on Space Jam, and not be in the gym in comparison to his other counterparts are, you gotta take that into consideration. Where Kawhi was like, listen, I want to play. I don't want to do nothing else but play ball, and I want to be the greatest, if not the best in the NBA and you got to admire that so you got to be now you got to be curious as opposed to like okay you have this rivalry what's going to happen now because now you got one of the greatest basketball players of our time helping one of the greatest contenders for that specific spot right now 
Yeah, ironically, you talk about LeBron and Kawhi, and they're like uh, diametrically opposite. Um, LeBron, like you said, uh, Space Jam, commercials, TV shows, everything you can name. Huge presence on social media. And Kawhi is just quiet and keeps to himself and wouldn't be in a movie and you don't know anything about him. And, but they both are, you know, trying to get the crown of King of LA, basically. And one of the best players in the world. So it's interesting to see how they both go about it. I don't think LeBron will be any less because he doesn't, or he has other activities, especially at this time in his career. I mean, he pretty much, you know, eats, sleeps, and drinks basketball. He knows so much mentally that it can't really hurt him. But I do like the hunger with Kawhi. I like that he constantly wants to get better um, every day. And Kobe, shout out to Mamba, uh, bring him on, can only make him better, I feel like. And Paul George and that dynamic duo uh, will be great. And also, let's not forget about uh, Greek Freak, Giannis, um, another player who wants to have that title of best player in the world. And what I like about him is that um, I remember last year, when and they do it every year, but when the guys are playing the summer pickup games, and he's like, no, I'm not working out on anybody. Like, I want to work on myself, and I don't want them knowing my game. And he doesn't want to be friends. He just wants to get better and better all the time. And it reminds me of, like, an old-school type basketball player where they don't want to be hanging out with everybody in the summertime, just getting better on their own. I mean, that's fair to say, but just anecdotally, as someone who played basketball for a fair amount of their life, usually you're only going to get better when you're playing and training with other great players. So we even see Kawhi train with Kobe, but he also trained with LeBron this past summer, last summer. Katie used to train with LeBron every single year, and you saw his game got better every single time. But on the flip side, Giannis is not doing it, and he won the MVP last year of the league. Well, because the East is very easy to dominate the East. But, <laughs> but when, it come, when it came to playoff time, where was Yanni then? <laughs> We're talking about the regular season right now. He won the MVP in the regular season last year. All right. I mean, after what happened with, was it, uh, who was it? All right, after what happened in terms of the MVP race last year, I would say it was a lot easier for him to get it. Why? I mean, I wouldn't give it to James Harden personally. That's just me, because he because he, he doesn't play D. Yanni plays both sides of the floor. James does not. I didn't agree with him getting it before, because he doesn't play defense at all, and he's known for not playing defense. I think he's gotten better. Maybe not great, <laughs> but I just know where to go from up. If you have highlights of you running out of the way, right, on defense or right. in a fast break, right, nah. You, you can't be in the MVP conversation at all. I mean, I do agree with you. Working out with someone can make you better. I just like the mentality. It kind of oh, sure. Back to I understand that. Like, you would have never seen Charles Barkley working out with Carl Malone or, you know, whoever. It just it just wouldn't have happened. And I kind of just like that mentality as the AAU circuit, which you were probably in yourself, has created a lot of more, you know, buddy-buddy um that it wasn't really there before. And that's great for Giannis, or Yanni, however you want to call him. But at the same time, that hunger to learn more, is that there? Because whatever you're doing now 
isn't helping your jump shot. So who are you going to help your jump shot? That's my question. That's fair. Because, I mean, Lonzo's jump shot a little better now, right? A whole lot better. Night and day. Right. Speaking of Lonzo, you know, they're talking about his brother being a top three pick. Melo in New Zealand, right? Yeah. And uh, probably better than Lonzo. Have you seen him? What are your thoughts? I mean, oh, my bad. Go ahead, John. Lonzo is the truth. Um, especially from his growth spurt, what he's done. Um, especially when it comes to what his dad has done to him, oh, done yeah. for him. And uh, I'm not sure. Today, he does he still only only have one off college offer? Oh, uh, LaMelo. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, he went pro, so he's no longer eligible to go to... Because he, uh, he's playing pro in uh, Yeah, he, he plays actual pro. He gets paid to play. Mm-hmm. But he did have one offer, though. At one point, yeah, he did. But he, he's he's, he's going to be in the draft this upcoming June after he plays this year. But he's dominating like grown men mm-hmm. over there, overseas. So they're talking about being the I, – I think, based on what I see, I think he'll be better than his brother. And I think his his shot does need work and his all-around game, handle, dribble, passing, is just a little bit better than, than Lonzo's, in my opinion. Hmm. I agree. Um, the full New Orleans roster, I'm with you, Josh. I do want to see how they complement each other that they're out of L.A. Um, with Ingram and Lonzo. Um, and J.J. Redick. And J.J. Redick, which was a surprising move. Well, the Dukies, the Duke connection. And speaking of J.J. Redick, and let's go back to his old team, uh, Philadelphia Sixers. Mm. I think they're coming out the East. They have to, or it's a failure. So my prediction, um, I'm going to say Lakers, Sixers, Finals. Whoa. And Lakers and five. On that note, let me step away. (laughs) Josh, what is your prediction? Or are you ready to give a prediction, I should say? Hmm. I'm going to say Clippers, Bucks. Whoa. Bucks, really? I mean, you were given a lot of high praise to Giannis before. <laughs> is, it, is that all of a sudden evaporated? No, but who else do they have? Do you trust Chris Middleton? Again, I don't trust the Eastern Conference. And also, with all due respect to the Sixers, some of the, sometimes they can be a bit of jelly babies, let's say. They, they cower when the, the pressure is on because they're not old enough yet. They don't have the commitment yet. Now, I, I would say from the videos I saw of Ben Simmons, he's gotten a lot better. But we'll see what happens in the actual games. And they lost one of their key shooters, J.J. Redick. And we know in this NBA, Mike, in the the stat-driven league, you need some sharpshooters. And they just lost an actual sniper, a veteran sniper at that. Another key loss for them was Jimmy Butler, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, um, who was kind of a closer for them. So I do agree there. However, I don't think the Bucks are deep enough. But with your prediction, I presume you would take the Clippers to then win it all. Well, again, anytime a team without two superstars makes a, a decent run in the playoffs, in the Western Conference, out of all conferences. Right. And then you add both Kawhi and Paul George, and you didn't have to trade anyone. Let's talk about storylines now. So we got mm-hmm. the Westbrook and James Harden. Um, what's, and, what's that storyline? 
Well, the storyline is are they going to be able to work, work together? Again, are they going to be able to share the one basketball since they both are very ball dominant? What do you think? I think perfectly because they were teammates before. And I would say they got the best out of each other when they were playing with each other, even with KD as well. Um, I mean, until they met the Heat in the finals, but any time before that, they were superb. I agree, but they were younger then, and, and Harden kind of was off the ball, and he's very ball-dominant, as you just spoke about. Right, but they didn't let him, you know, deflate the ball with dribbling it too much. Okay. That's why him and Chris Paul didn't work. You really don't like James Harden, that's it. Well, again, I'm not. no one's doubting his offensive ability. Okay. And um, then uh, the Lakers, obviously, the biggest or one of the bigger storylines with Anthony Davis and LeBron. And LeBron's saying, saying that he would kind of take a step back and let Anthony Davis um, play through Anthony Davis and kind of be a second fiddle. Do we believe that? I think I can, um, just off this jump, because this is LeBron's exit years. Uh, I really don't think LeBron would do much. And just going off of LeBron's history, and don't get me wrong, I believe he's a dominant player. His size, his ability, his lack of injury, his commitment to the game. But just going off of what LeBron is doing in the background and his mind space, especially with his sons, how he moved, what he's doing business-wise, the money he's projected to make. Mm. I honestly don't think LeBron is all the way in the game. And I just feel like he... And LeBron is the type of person or the type of player to make other players better Mm -hmm. and basically give that energy to someone else to help capitalize on what they do. And then he basically, at least when he decides to, he can add on his greatness to that if he wants to. What do you think, Josh? Do you think... Let me reframe the question. Do you think that he will be able to take the step back and play through Anthony Davis and kind of be second fiddle on the team? I guess it depends on Frank Vogel slash Jason Kidd's game plan. So I guess if they're going to let Rondo actually be the main ball handler, then we'll see because that's what it was supposed to be last year. And same thing with Lonzo. It was supposed to be that last year, but we saw what happened. Right, so we kind of talked a little about this in our previous podcast, talking about LeBron. I don't think he can do it. I'm going to just be very clear. I think he's a very ball-dominant person himself, and I think um, letting someone else be the focal point is just not his game. It's not a negative or a slight against him. He's just better when he's doing what he does. However, I do agree with other former pros who say if he does take the step back, it would actually prolong his career in a very Tom Brady way, so he would be playing into his 40s. I agree with that, too. The only problem with that, when it comes to him on a personal basis, let's say he takes a step back and Anthony Davis wins the MVP, and they go to the finals, and Anthony Davis is the finals MVP, and he's still, you know, very prolific, and he's doing his thing, but he's not the focal point. Taking a step back to prolong his career, which is very, very smart. Is he okay with that, not being perceived 
as the reason, the only reason why they won as he's quote-unquote chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan? I mean, that's a fair question, and I would say I feel like he learned that answer by teaming up with D-Wade, and D-Wade being like, listen, I'm giving you the keys. And he realized when he won in Cleveland, he needed a supporting cast. Because for the entirety of his career, he was willing teams into the playoffs with zero help. That's true. Because if he wins a championship, but someone else is the best player on the team, in essence, the Michael Jordan conversation is over. Depending on what aspect of the conversation you're talking about. <laughs> so what aspect would you be referring to in this context? Um, the GOAT conversation. The greatest of all time conversation. Mm-hmm. Because Michael Jordan never won a championship while someone else being a better player than him on the team when they won a championship. Well, even if LeBron takes a step back, Anthony Davis is still isn't a better player. Right, but if he went to the, the hardware MVP, finals MVP, the optics are that he is the reason why they won. I mean, that could be a point of view, but that doesn't make it the reality. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I just think, I, okay, well, I think those optics would then kind of end the conversation, especially if he's Anthony Davis, is do- which we know he can do. If he is dominating like we know he can, you know, putting up crazy numbers, 20, 30, and 20, 30 rebounds, you know, whatever he does, I just feel like it would kind of end the conversation. And, and and that's okay, you know. I thought the conversation's already over, me personally. But that's okay if you're prolonging your career. If I'm LeBron, I just don't know if he's okay with that. That's what I would say. What do you think, John? Like in regards to the GOAT talk or... Yeah, how about the GOAT talk and what do you think it would... Um, would it tarnish LeBron's career? And that, and that, Or his argument in the GOAT Right, I would say nothing can tarnish LeBron's career. I think at this point, I don't think anything to agree with you, what you're saying. is I don't think anything could really tarnish what LeBron has done. I think he's proven his point. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the ring aspect, I think we could kill that idea. I don't think he's really going to do much for his last couple of years. <laughs> um that's like a personal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I think it's just honesty, and I really feel like with this goat idea, I mean, I just really at this point, I just really think it's just a matter of opinion. Okay. If you look at different errors and how play, different players played, um, it's just really what you feel is the best player based upon what you feel caters to the particular game. Like, I mean, a lot of people may say Michael Jordan. Well, you know, you got to look at how the NBA marketed Michael Jordan. They marketed him as if he was a god, like he was the greatest, and no questions asked, one of the best players ever to play. And then you have people who go about the rings, and then you have people bring up Bill Russell and all that. And But you gotta also got to look at the, the marketing aspect. Like, who is the NBA's... You know, plan like who do they feel is the person that is more marketable, and then you look at people like Allen Iverson, who was a phenomenal player, but he wasn't marketable to the masses, so that's why you would find him in different issues 
where the NBA wouldn't really have his complete support in comparison to someone else. You know, I mean, I don't think it was phenomenal. We had that conversation in our last podcast, but it was a ahead. very good player. <laughs> yeah, he was a very you good know, player. I'll say that. I Mayo mean, was uh, it was on a stretch, but he was a very good player. Right. Um, so with that being said, and uh, it's your third time saying LeBron is his last years, so apparently he's in a retirement home <laughs> <laughs> right now. I mean, so, if you just look at if you just look at his moves, his businesses, he's being more active in what he wants to do with sports agencies, his barbershop talks, his clothing, his clothing collaborations, what he's doing with Nike, his sons mm-hmm. are about to graduate. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, I understand LeBron does what he does, but you got to look at his age, what he's doing, his focus. It just, it just doesn't seem it's all the way in. I call Tuesdays. <laughs> the wine talk. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's something that I don't think LeBron has like a full scale idea of him staying in the NBA as long as what many people may think. So my question was then, who's next? Who's next? Not the next great player, but the next person to be globally recognized like LeBron. Because there was Michael, right? And then probably Shaq. And then LeBron. Well, Kobe too. Sprinkle some Kobe in there. Duncan, but personality wasn't really great. But, yeah, Kobe definitely. He was definitely very worldwide recognized, especially in China and stuff like that. But who's next? Is it Zion, who you mentioned earlier? Is someone who's still playing, who's already been playing for a couple of years? Like, how would you think? If Yanni develops a jump shot, I think he would be better than LeBron today. If, if If he was able to shoot, like, let's say a Steph Curry, at his size, who could like Steph Curry though? Again, but that's what—that's muscle memory from all that practice. And your boy Kobe did what? He didn't just shoot a thousand jump shots. He didn't leave the gym until he made a thousand jump shots at the minimum. That's so it, true. It, it depends. How bad do you want it? What are you focused on? So if Yanni is talking about, oh, I don't want to work out with anyone else. All right, we'll see what your we'll, we'll see. Your game will always tell the truth. This is why. This is why. The other team, the other contender, you say the Sixers. This is Ben Simmons in this whole process project. This is their last year to put it together, or that team's going to get blown up. Okay, I got thoughts on Ben Simmons as well, but and uh, and that team. Who would you say will be the next guy, I guess? I don't know if there's anyone really that the NBA has. I mean, other than Zion, but I you got to really see how he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than him, I just don't really think there's anyone that has like a a big enough impact. At least not yet. I agree with John. I don't see anybody who on that global type scale can be recognized. I mean, what we I mean, we can judge them off skill, who's a better player, but globally recognized and that type of popularity all around. All around. I don't really see it cuz it's not going to be Kawhi, obviously. Because he doesn't have the personality. Right. He's got the same corn rules from like 2001. However, to be fair to LeBron, I feel like he is hearing all this, you know, essentially because there's like we're putting dirt on his grave already. Well, John is, yeah. Well, I would say collectively, though, because... There's a lot of people. It's not just me. (laughs) And and we know how LeBron loves his 
motivation. That's a lot of bulletin board material. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and wins the MVP himself, just to prove a point. Right, but either way, I mean, John's point is valid. Either way, two, three, four, whatever you want to call it, he's going. He's on the back end. Oh, he's on the decline for sure. Yeah, and the back nine of his career. So somebody has to be next, and I guess that person may just not be in the NBA yet. Well, whoever it is is going to be a Nike athlete. I can guarantee that. Which Zion is not, right? Well, Jordan brand. Well, okay, I guess it's still Nike. I mean, they own <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> <It's> Nike. <laughs> right, okay, it's Nike. So, um, Ben Simmons uh, and Joel Embiid in the 76ers, you think if they don't win it this year, they'll blow the team up. I mean, Jimmy already left. JJ already left. So, to me, you're already you're one hand behind your back already. I see them out too much in Philly, so I don't really. I, yeah, I see them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I had a section next to him, next to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid during the season. Yeah, priority. I, I, <laughs> Kobe not doing that. When I see that, I'm just like, I don't really think it's gonna. I mean, they're great players, but I don't really think they're really tied into being the best of the best. And you could see it in their game, and. um I just don't, I don't, I don't, at least for now, I don't see it. Unless they change. But if you look at somebody like Kobe, who loses and gets so stuck in this mindset where, like, there was times Kobe didn't talk to people for days, weeks, just because he lost a game. And you see somebody who loses a game and they're like, all right, whatever, and they go out. Or when Joel Embiid, like, what was it, during the, um, the playoffs, where he was still drunk, or something like that. He had a, he had a stomach issue. Almost. He was he went out the night before. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. He, Allegedly. He, he went out the night before. And they were trying to pump his stomach. Like pump your stomach like alcohol poisoning. It was either that stomach? with the IV or something oh like that. Oh my gosh. It's just like During when you see playoffs, stuff Mike. when you and see you, stuff you like got that. The Sixers, okay. When you see stuff like that, it's just like where's your mindset at? Like do you want to have a good time or do you want to win? And you can't do both. So yeah, for full disclosure, they're not Dennis Rodman. He's a, he's aware he's a rare case. So Joel B has lost twenty five pounds this off season. He's oh, come okay. back in better shape, and he's already proclaimed he wants to win the MVP and win a championship. Um, my thoughts though are that I don't know about if they'll blow the team up or not, but for Ben Simmons, I think he might be better off sometimes. I think he can be Giannis or LeBron, if not with Joel Embiid. I think if you took him to a team like the Bucks with several shooters and gave him the ball, his numbers would be better than Giannis's. Hmm. I think he's a better ball handler. I think they finish pretty equally. And they both really can't shoot. They finish equally. I mean, we don't get a chance to see Ben because Joel's always there. Well, we don't see him get to finish because he can't finish. He does finish. Part of finishing the play <laughs> is hitting the jumper, Mike. You can't cross someone over rim. and make him fall, and if you don't hit the jumper, you may complete the play. Does Giannis do that? He dunks on people. So does Ben. What are you talking about? In the post and or slashing and or off the ball, he's finishing at the rim. So... What are your thoughts on them being together or apart? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? I do agree. I think their games do not complement each other. 
and they're both not doing anything to balance that. So if you have a lot of weaknesses in your game, but you keep the same weaknesses, so the teams already know how to guard y'all, so they're not even worried about it. They were they were one of the favorites in the playoffs, but it never felt that they were in the position that they were. They always felt like they were behind, not actually dictating how the game took, you know. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely how they played last year. What do you think about them being together in part-time? Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> do you think Ben's game will be better with or without Joel B? No. I just think he'll just be regular. <laughs> I see something different. I'm not a sixer hating here. I'm not even a sixer fan. Wow. Only when he works on his shot. That, that's the main thing. But that, that's, I feel like that's the biggest critique when it comes to him as a player. It's just a shot. And Joel, too, with his shot selection. And I think it has something to do with their age as well. Mm. You know? You said that earlier. Baby, what'd you call them? Jelly babies? Jelly babies, yeah. Right. Yeah. And you could see that in their behaviors off the court, which it's been documented off some of the things they've done. You saw them. Yeah. I've I seen them. <laughs> in person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they went all out, but I, I'm like, what do you guys do without? <laughs> but, hey, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they changed. But, you know, you also got to take it into accountability. Like, this is a new society. This is a new realm. And when you're young and you have money, you know, it influences you. And depending on what your priorities are, you could see it by the what they do on the court. And I guess we can really speak until we get heavy in the season and see what they actually do. But until until then, it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see how the season goes when it comes about. Um, one more thing about the NBA. Uh because they, they're constantly making rule changes and constantly uh, trying to tweak things. And the biggest problem the last few years has been the uh, the tampering amongst teams to get players where they want them to go. And I don't know if you saw or not, but uh, Adam Silver, okay, um, he came out and now the fines for tampering will be much higher losses of things like draft picks and things of that nature. But one of the biggest things in um, the new uh, rule um, is that they're able to sequester, I guess, your cell phone and go through the records to see if there was tampering involved for any player or member of the team or their executives. And I thought that was you, that was interesting because I think that, I mean, though they want to stop the tampering, but I think that's really a large invasion of privacy for them to be able to do that. What do you think? I mean, it reminds me of Tom Brady and the, you know, the Flake Gate. Right. Because similar to Tom Brady, all of these young black billionaires are celebrities, especially in their cities. So they probably change phones and numbers all the time. So to me, I already see a loophole. Like, oh yeah, I habitually, you know, destroy my phone for security reasons. And what do you think about it in general or just for the NBA to be able to say, we, we can take your cell phone and see, are you texting other teams and talking about playing with your friends and things of that nature? How would you feel if you were a player? I wouldn't feel, I would feel like I've been more of a... <sighs> It's kind of hard. I don't know if I can really comment on it because it's like, one, you sign up for a particular organization, and if you really want to uh, 
put a divide, create your own thing. There's plenty of players that have money, who have access, who have the talent. If they decided to, they could leave and do their own thing and make their own rules. But at the end of the day, you sign up for something that you have to follow what whoever is in charge, and that's their job, and that's what you got to abide. If this, if this is what your boss says, you got to abide by it. And if you don't like it, do your own thing. And if I feel like if they do, if they do work in numbers where they're willing and able to make a decision like that, that can either cause a disruption in regards to what he particularly thinks is the right thing to do, or they could just do their own thing. And well, like I said, they do have the numbers if they want decided to do it, and they can definitely get the access to how to do it. In regards to the connections, I'm sure they, they definitely have. Do your own thing and make your own rules. And do it the way like that. And I feel like some doing something like that would be so disruptive in a sense to where eventually they are going to have to make some sort of compromise where the players will have more of a say in comparison to, you know, these old owners that go here and there and then with Adam Silver and all that. Or you just sit down and shut up and follow what they have to offer and just go through that particular change of what they do every year or every couple of years. Yeah, I don't see that. They're doing their own thing. I mean, the, those... It's uh, an idea. I it's a, no, 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 no. I'm not shooting on your idea. It's a great idea. I just don't see them actually doing it. Though the uh, big three is mildly successful with Ice Cube. But then you got uh, uh, LeVar... We tried to start this uh, JBL, and it just like went downhill within a couple weeks or so. So it's really hard to start a entirely new league. So I guess they'll just have to ask, acquiesce and just give their phones up. But it does seem to me a little bit of an invasion of privacy. It's my my thoughts on the whole thing. 